Welcome, welcome, welcome. Third edition of The Locker. We're back again. Two days in a row. Uh, two broadcasts in a row. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Hey, man, it's your boy back in here, man. <laughs> hey, man, we got a good show, man. We got a good show coming up, man. Yeah, man, we got, you got one of my old boys coming on the line. Um, know my boy, K. Frank. Well, you in the locker. I'm going to call him K. Frank. Know my boy, K. Frank, since about eight years old, man. Good dude. We, um, I'll toss, it, toss him his flowers when he get on, but um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good show, man, as always. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not really sure where you get off on this tossing flowers uh, stuff. Like, uh, I know you ain't never tossed me no flowers, and I, and I don't really care for you to toss me any flowers, but eh, you know what? I kind of like it. That's your thing. That's your niche. You you toss flowers. I ain't tossing flowers. I'm, I'm even tossing salt or dirt at these fools. Now, dude. But Kevin's new, so just like any other new guy, I show them a little bit of umbrage up until I decide that they they family. Once I decide they family, here come the salt and dirt. Come on, man! I just last week, I met just on Tuesday, tossed you flowers about, about 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 taking care of moms. Come on, bro! And you got short term memory, don't you? You into tossing flowers? You're into tossing flowers? I. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. You you're not gonna toss. My the whole flowers. thing ain't tossing flowers. My whole thing is let me see where you at. Let me see. Like if I meet your friends, you bring them to me. I'm gonna give them some body guts. You know, I'm like Coach. I'm like Coach Ricky Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Tom, like, let me see. Let Coach, me right there. I'm gonna get right there with you first. I feel. I feel. So, so you know. So, uh, I, I I know you well. Let's say so for all for all the people watching. Uh, you can tweet us at uh, at the locker four one one. I'm looking at the Twitter feed right now. Hit us a question, and um, we'll try to answer it. And but, uh, Ant, what's your what's your point? What's your viewpoint on our boy Drew Brees? It, 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 it's several points to take on Drew Brees, man. Man, it's several points to take. One point is, and I just told you, if I meet your peoples, it is what it is. Drew Brees, if he feels the way he feels, say what you say and mean it. Like, say what you say and go with it. Like, you can't let your teammates deter you. But I do like the fact, I do like the fact that if your teammates say something to you and they tell you they're offended, that you take that into consideration. But I, I've always been against the whole deal of pro players doing retractions because – I know myself, I suppress a lot of thoughts, desires, communications. I, I suppress a lot of stuff because I know there's just a lot of people who look up to me. A child might not adhere to what I'm saying because they're not old enough to accept what I'm saying. Like, I'm a property owner. So if I say something that my neighbor does to me that I think is disrespectful, a child would not understand that. They will say, oh, Mr. Anthony is fighting his neighbor and that's all they see is an angry person fighting their neighbor but my property value is has to be equal to your property value in some in some in some sense for me to live in your neighborhood so i got to the point where even my neighbors i don't say my neighbor's dogs were crapping in my yard on a daily on a daily basis three different neighbors now mind you i'm the only young Everybody here is either retired or married couples. There's about two or three black couples. It's not, I'm not making a racial issue, but I am absolutely the only young, well, when I moved in here 28 years old, I was the only young party goer type. And I didn't even really throw parties. My buddies would park in my driveway, park in front of my yard, and we come in here, close the doors, and have our little situation. It was not loud because if, if it was, my neighbors would have complained. They never complained. So when you make a statement, I want your statement to be something that you feel. If you want to suppress it, then suppress it and let it be suppressed. But when you make it, let it be filled. But I'm going to let you talk. I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, I'm sorry no, I'm hard, I'm man, sorry talk I'm hard shit, on the guy line. Talk your shit, brother. Talk I'm your sorry shit. I'm hard on the guy line. But <laughs> the thing is, 
when he decides that he felt like, you know what, maybe I was wrong. I think that was lightweight big of him. I think that was lightweight big of him to say, you know what? But, you know, there's a lot of us, including me, who might decide that was that good for your image? Was that good <laughs> for your paycheck? Was that good for your for your uh, advertisements? Or is that how you really feel? But, you know, and Drew has done a lot of good things for the city of New Orleans while he was there. I mean, Katrina and all the uh, same thing, but you and I both know a lot of that money goes to um, a lot of that money goes to write-offs and, and things like that, so I don't know. I, I, I didn't like his initial words, but I think his initial words may have been taken out of context. Media likes to do that, but the fact that he went back on it and took it back, I'm kind of <laughs> cool with that. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm I'm confused. I, I, dude, I'm I'm conflicted too, and I I tweeted out today. I'm I become cynical in my old age. I I don't know how to take it because here's the deal. As you said earlier, if you're gonna say it, say it with your chest. As my dad used to say, say it with your chest and mean what you say and say what you mean. So right. So to me. He said what he meant because he said it with his chest <laughs> in that interview. They, <laughs> they, dude, he, that interviewer roped him into that comment like a professional. <laughs> it's like, right, it's right. like, dude, he, he got him, he got him a little, a little riled up, a little, little ready to, <laughs> to say the things that was on his mind. So to me, Drew said what he meant and what, how he feel, which bothers me a lot. Because if this was back when Kaepernick, Kaepernick first started sitting down, I would have, okay, I would kind of understand. But this is like, what, two, three years later? If you don't know what Kyle was, was protesting for, where you been? You know? So that's the problem I have. And the problem I have, I'm going to say this. The whole Kaepernick thing bothers me. Because... I'm a Kaepernick fan. I'll, before all this idea, I was a fan of his, his in college. I used to watch, you know, I stay up and watch football and I used to see, you know, battle play a lot. And my man, they didn't even know he was doing this at first. And I don't know if someone hit the reporter up in the press box to it, like one of the one of the coaches or one of the teammates or something happened because he was doing that before he got caught, okay? And he did that, and someone else sat with him a couple times. So my thing is, he was not, it was not even a public thing for him. He was not even crying out. Somebody said his publicity stuff. No, it was just something that he felt inside of him. So then when they asked him a question that preseason game, he came out and said the reason why. So, so I'm like, if no one would have said anything, no one even known. Because no one even pays attention to the bench. Everybody's paying attention to the sideline, right? All the other camera shots from the sideline. The only person you can see is this person from the press box. So someone gave up the information. And then the part I just like, so he's sitting down. Then your boy Nate Boyer told him, okay, dude, you should kneel. <laughs> someone told right. him. The Nate Boyer is a, is, a, is, a, is, a ex, is a military vet, told him the best thing to do is to kneel. He kneeled and it gets even worse. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. And it's, it's funny now and it's really not funny, but it's, it's interesting. So Drew Brees disappoints me because that's why I say the cynical nature. I'm not sure if he's doing this, like all the actions. Like there's a there's a saying that you keep your enemies closer. Do I believe what what Drew Brees stands for outside of the game? Like all this, all the money he's given to New Orleans, all the money he's given to the foundations. Do I believe that he did that with his true self? I think he did that for his brand. I honestly hope he did that for his true self and not for his brand. But his comments yesterday make, brings that into question, which I didn't bring into question until yesterday. 
Yeah, and you know what? And the funny thing is, the the thing that kind of makes me think about that is that uh, when uh time when I scroll through and I see Tom Brady with the black screen on Tuesday, <laughs> like, and Tom Brady, he don't speak out on much, and he always with Trump. Okay. You know what? And you know, we I think, but I think we're at a time now where we don't really have to worry about whether or not these people are with us and i you know i and i got friends who reach out to me and friends who want to see what they can do it's not about me like i'm right i'm i'm i don't you know what the bad part about it i feel bad about myself because i'm not it's not that i'm smart enough not to get involved with that stuff but i have to suppress it enough that i have to build that to deal with that stuff and i dealt with it since high school so it's kind of like and I was a star player in college who like this. And I, I don't know when we tell these type of stories. I'm walking to college, on college to, uh, to class. I ain't going to say rarely. I want to say rarely, but rarely as I do. <laughs> and there's a young lady who looks very attractive to me. I walk up to her and say, excuse me. And she turns her head and says, oh, I, I'm, excuse me, I, I, don't, I don't talk to black guys. That's the first time I ever heard it. I just threw it out the door. Fast forward. Five years, six years later, I'm, I moved back to Kentucky when I'm a grown man. I'm like 27, 28 years old. And we're at a, a club, and a, and a girl was like, mm, and she just rubs out in front of me without my permission and said, damn, you fine. And I said, well. She was lying. Hold on. <laughs> no, she wasn't lying. She damn sure wasn't lying. I said, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not into white women. And she shoved me like right around the shoulder and neck area and said, who the fuck do you think you are? You're, you're full of bullshit. And I was like, I said, oh, let's get on back. So now by this time, she said, F you, a-hole, and one up front. So she brings the bouncer back there. It was like, I want him out of line. I want him out of line. And the bouncer says to me, hey, Hey, why? What's up, man? Why you waiting in line, man? You should have came up to the front. And at that point, I'm like, I mean, you know, I'm not off of this, but I damn sure ain't off of that. But I see, we, I see, we, I see, we got a little, little confusion going on. Let, let's let's get it cracking. All right, let me let me let me bring bring my boy in. Let's let's see how how smooth I can be with this transition. Hold on. Oh, look at him! Look at him! Oh, he know what he's doing, huh? Yeah, OG. He know what he do. What's going on, Doc? What's up, K. Frank? What's happening with it, man? Baby? <laughs> hey, bro. I can't call it, man. I'm on. Hey, I'm just making a dollar out of fifteen cent, man. I'm making it, baby. Right, bro, right, look, um, look. As as I tell people all the time, I start off the show to give my man their roses. Look. I'll, Give them while they're alive, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Look, yes, sir. everybody, this this is as the people in the bayou call the original Mr. Friday Night. If you know yeah. Friday Night, our yeah. football night. So he's the original Mr. Friday Night because, man, he, he used to put highlights on Friday night after the, the, the TV show, the, the news, the sports time. Sports line. Yeah, he was on there almost as he was almost on there as much as me, but um he he almost caught up. That was a fight. That was a fight every week. (laughs) (laughs) He was he was I'ma say this, and I like I remember when I told Reggie he was the best safety I played with. My man Kevin Mm -hmm. was the best running back in Baton Rouge. I'ma say this, remember, he played with Warwick Dunn. Yes. I'm gonna tell you, he was hands down the best running back in Baton Rouge. Uh-oh. Thank you, man. Man, we yeah, yeah I just I've known Kevin man. since what? Since been eight, Kev? We've been we've been eight, nine years yeah, old, yeah. brother, playing together. Playing and, together. And I'm gonna say, look, 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 Kev, when we when we started, I started Pee Wee football, Kev was yeah. the biggest guy on the team. So yep. so, was- <laughs> so 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 Kev was that dude who had to wear the uh, who had to wear the trash bag for weighing. Yeah. Now, you know, yeah, to get the weight down. Yeah, and, and, now, the, and the heart's right, 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 right. Heart. <laughs> now, 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 I was a guy. Uh, I never forget the first time I weighed in. Our coach, yeah. Coach Haywood, told me, and I'm starting to put my because everybody taking their shoulder pads and stuff off. 
I'm starting to take right. my shoulder pad, my helmet coat, said, man, you, you can go fully dressed. Helmet, shoulder pad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, T, you can leave that on, brother. You, you good, you good. Leave that on, man. Yeah. You leave that on, bro. You ain't got to worry about that, man. Leave that on. Yeah, and then the funny part about it, <laughs> uh, when we got in high school, Kevin was the smallest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that just shows, brother, you go from the big the mip to the end. We go from big to big, you know? Right. The biggest guy to the smallest guy, man. That was just funny watching that. But I think that's some of where my aggression came from because I learned I was a trenches guy. You know, you know, yep. I played defensive end. Yep. I played like a big guy position. And Tight end. That, yeah. So then I got smaller. So I still had that same mentality from the Rams. So I was just running over people, running by people. I, I just had that same beast in me, man, that the Rams put in me, brother. So, hey, and hey, don't let Van touch you. Hey, brother. Van was the best quarterback in the city, brother, and that was his success. Van was the best quarterback in our city, the best dual threat, the best thrower, and I think that's a big misconception with people with Van. Van could have played D1 quarterback somewhere, but the time that he was in didn't allow it. He was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson was no, no, Lamar no. Jackson. Okay, no, you know what no, I'm saying? No, no. Hey, Van was a bad hey, boy, man. Van was bad, bro. Van not gonna give yourself no credit, so I, I appreciate you doing that. Van's not yes, gonna brother, give himself I, I, no credit. I know him, and I prefer it that way. Look, look, I would just say this: I'm, I was probably a better passer than Lamar, but I did not have them wheels. Man, Lamar got got ghost. But you wheels. had, but you had the shake though. Remember, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the shake. I had the shake. Guys missing a small space, so because y'all ran the option, so y'all ran like that that option. So you yep. had to make guys missing a small space, so. You would turn a five-yard play into a fifty-yard play. So sometimes that's more important to me than actually a guy who got speed. So you had it, you had it, brother. You really did, man. Yeah, I, I, I wish we would have. My senior year, we opened it up and got rid of that damn option. I wish I would have had played with that my first three years, but whatever. So, okay, different coach though, right? Yeah, yeah, Didn't yeah. Y'all change yeah. coaches. So we changed coaches, yeah. which is a good change coaches. So, uh, Kev, tell tell the people what you're doing, man, because you're doing big things. You you one of the businessmen in, in Baton Rouge, man. Tell <laughs> tell tell I listen what you're up, up to, man. I stay busy because I you know I keep busy, man. But what I do, I work at the Y. I do that during my day job. I am a senior program director at the Y. So basically, everything from the kids from the sports. That's all I do. All that. So I do all that during the day. So you all your babies with summer camp, uh, sports day camp. Uh, holiday camp, everything with kids, I pretty much do. So y'all can see what my life is pretty much engulfed in. And then on side of that, uh, me and my wife have a couple of businesses that we run. And then I signed on with Gumbo Sports to do, like y'all said, my banner is uh, Rumble Young Man Rumble is a podcast that I do. And also I, I'm on Gumbo Sports and I do color commentator for Catholic High. So I'm on uh, WBTR Channel 19 and ESPN Radio 104.5. I, I color commentate all the Catholic High games on uh, on Friday nights, man. So I'm busy, brother. It's a busy, but hey, man, with my wife, she keeps me grounded. My grandkids keep me grounded. Hey, man, I'm I'm, I'm a humble, older guy, brother. Uh, hey, Kevin, I've, I've been trying to get on with the YMCA for a little while here locally. <laughs> okay. And, okay. No, honestly, I just in the same. Like, I love working with kids. I love working yes, out because you and I kind of got the same motivation that yes, nobody's going to give you nothing. And these kids no. feel like today, now they feel so entitled yes. that somebody's going to give them something. I want to let yes. you know, and if somebody here, Kevin Franklin, they may not think anything, but if they talk to a Van House that, that yes. went to Catholic, or they talk to, if if you're in my city, you talk to somebody who, wow, well, you know, University of Kentucky, Fort, uh, University of Kentucky, Player said that yeah. this is a way, or or LSU player uh, vouch for Mr. Franklin. Then all of yeah. a sudden, these kids are going to do what you say. I just yeah. want to be involved in the community like that. But our, I know there's a lot, a lot of voluntary. The the money ain't all that good. I I wanted to get into that, so I, I yeah. appreciate what you're doing down there. Yeah. I know in the South, sports and athletics are a whole lot more important than what I yes. call this the mid South. I call this the mid South. <laughs> yes, but, yes and, and before yeah, you continue, I'm going to say this. You you brought up something about how y'all similar, bro. I'm going to say y'all are almost the same player. It, it, wow. It's kind of crazy. Yep. That's wild. Uh, y'all, y'all running back styles are so yeah. similar. Uh, yeah. Although Kevin probably, what were you, about 4'3", Kevin, the 40? 
Yeah, four three consistently. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I do a four two. Nah, we were similar there. We I, no, no, no. I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't run that all the time. I ran. I run a four two like once, but yeah. I four three year all day. I four three year all day. Yeah, dude. He, look, look. He was that that four by That's one. Sick. That four by one with, with him and Warwick on, dude. That that was yeah. unfair. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was, <laughs> that was unfair. But that, and that's the crazy part of Van. I was a I was a more 200, 400, I was a stronger runner. Yeah. So I could run the 200. I won the swag, and that Van know this, but he knows this because he's from here. But I won the swag 200 meter title uh, at Southern. So I ran like 20.6, 20.7. So it was it was pretty, pretty good. But then I was a 400 meter runner that helped me with my 200. Right. So I was a stronger runner more than I was a fast guy. So I kind of take, I know what I was. So I just kind of take that. And I'm, I'm gonna say this. It, it, it's weird to say, man, but I don't know. You want to get into it, but that, this is why I'm gonna talk, talk to kids about. Hey, we're in the locker. We're in the locker. We don't, we don't pull punches. Look, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell the kids now. The, the, the disadvantage we had as youngsters was we didn't have the technology and the ability to no. truly research a school. Yes. Yes. And Kevin, I know Kevin had offers to Florida. Kevin had offers yes. everywhere. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a situation where Kevin could have been a 10, 15 year pro. Yeah. If the decision of going to college was a little different. And sometimes yeah. I know Kevin, hometown boy, loved his mom. He wanted to stay close to home. Mm hmm. But sometimes I want our kids to understand, do your research. Research yes. who don't don't go by everything the coach said, because Eric Coco said that they love you, you their number one guy, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got the ability no. to research. And I'm yes, telling sir. you, y'all don't understand, I'm not lying. Kevin yes, sir. was the running back. Yes, and sir. yes. And yes. just talk about that that transition, that transaction, that decision you made going to LSU how how it affected your yes. career. Because you did play for the Raiders, at least. That's why I said you yeah, and yeah. me, you two, and both yeah, played, played for the Raiders. Raiders. I played um, some in arena football, played uh, Canada for a while. But I, I did play in the NFL, guys. So I did make it. The end yes. of my in route was <laughs> NFL. I made it. But my role there was, was my role. It wasn't another player's role. It wasn't anybody's role. But what I want to um, add to what Van is saying is that um, do a technology, do with coaches. You have to research coaches. You have to research where these guys been, where they're probably going to go, and don't let them fool you when they say about their success and them leaving. Do not let the university sell you on, oh, it's uh, Alabama or it's uh, NC State, and it's, oh, you should stay with your NC State. No, because they make decisions based on their board of trustees, their alumni, their boosters to bring in the coach. They don't ask you. They don't ask you what you think. So my thing is, guys, you always need to ask, um, did, did, was I happy with my my decision to go to LSU? Yes, because of the office that they ran when I signed. So I was a third down back, and that they ran that offense at that time. But then when they fired the coach, ha, 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 I was out of a job. Man, I went from playing – so now I'm on the I'm I'm unemployed. I don't have a position. I don't have anything. So, but I had the I had the South Bend Rouge Rams. Right. I had what was in me. I moved to defensive back. I moved to wide receiver. I moved to runner. I did everything them coaches asked me to do, man. So I didn't just I didn't I didn't act like what you two say. Remember this one? Right. I didn't act like I ain't have no discipline. Right. Remember them guys just leave now. They be like, right. oh, I don't like right. the coach. I'm leaving. Right. No, man. I stayed there. I did all with now when it was my last resort. I left. Right. You get it? Yep. When I couldn't go anymore, I quit track. I did everything they asked me to do. I, I, I committed to being a wide receiver. I committed to being whatever. Right. But then when I knew that wasn't going to succeed and they recruited Kevin Falk, I was like, oh, no, I got to go. <laughs> I yeah, was that, like, nah, I got to go, man. And I went to Southern and had great success at Southern. And that success is a freaking DB. And, and that, that, that bothers me because yeah. you're a running back. Look. Yeah, I led, I led the swag. Let me tell you, man, I led the swag and passed deflections only because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I had like 20 pass deflections, man. I didn't know how to catch no – I didn't care how to catch no ball at no defensive back. I just was patting down. I was like – they was like, no, Kevin, catch it. <laughs> All right. It's totally different, man. Look. It's look. totally different, man. Totally you, different. You and my boy. 
You and all uh, guys, Davis, the defensive end that played with the Buffalo Bills. Can't I just slipped my mind? Play play with the Bandits. Uh, oh, Gabe, Gabe Norton. Gabe. I talked to Gabe. You know, I travel. I talked to Gabe in in New yeah. York one outside New York. Yeah. And since we're in the locker room, we're gonna get into this. Right, right. <laughs> now, now, Gabe was all SEC. What's that dude? Gabe was yes. the dude in Baton Rouge too. Yes. So Gabe yes. said him and Donardo used to get into it. Yeah, <laughs> he said Donardo came yes. and changed the whole thing, and the whole team almost it, it revolted. Almost walked out, brother. We were having team meetings about walking out. He would throw Gabe out of practices. He would, bro. It was bad, bro. <laughs> it was bad, bro. But they guess why we won, Van. We had senior leadership. Those guys wielded us to win and, and go into the Independence Bowl, and we turned it all around. Now, look at it where they are now. It took us staying there. It took our little spark to spark us to go to the next level to spark LSU, man. No, he, he, the Gabe, Gabe to me is, is almost Mr. LSU for us bad news yes. boys. Yeah. And when him he told me, yeah. when he told me that, dude, I was yeah. shocked. Him and Eric Randall, Eric Randall, all those guys, man, those guys are guys we look up to. People don't understand. We were loaded in Baton Rouge, dude. man. We were loaded. And just like your buddy, you know, him out where he from, he has his set of guys, but right. you know, we were the guys in our city at that time, man. And you talking about, we were loaded, brother. And that, we was a corridor for talent, man. We had everywhere from Miami, from Florida State, Penn State, yep. uh, Steve Spurrier. I remember Steve Spurrier coming to the hood. He came to my grandmother's house in the hood. Steve Spurrier sat in my living room. Like, yeah, brother. Yeah. Like, we was, Louisiana, Baton Rouge was running, was loaded around that time. I, I try to tell people this all, I try to tell people this all this time. Yeah. The Pee Wee, look, the foundation for, for my success started when I was eight. Yes, our coaches didn't put up with. Dude, we we had a conditioning coordinator. That's how that's how cold yes. we were. We had a conditioning Before coordinator. Bracket, he was like, "What the coach?" <laughs> we had it, Hoss's sole his coach was Coach Hoss. Hoss' sole responsibility was conditioning. He didn't coach a position. He didn't coach his job. He would come was up with stuff. Yeah, just, what they gonna do today? Right. He just come up with stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, that bro. foundation, dude, built us and. And that team yeah. we had, I I think if it wasn't 100 percent, it's 99 percent of us got D1 scholarships. Yeah, and I don't think it's been matched. I don't think it's been matched till this day. I don't think it has. Like nobody, we brother, it was very, it was legendary, man. The stuff we did because I don't think nobody has did it till till this day. Uh, how many guys uh, signed? How many guys went to high school? How many guys signed? How many guys played in the NFL? Like we had a lot of guys, man, at that time that actually went on to be very successful. And here it is. Went on to be successful men, too. Uh, Sam Cable, he, you know, he left, and he's at, uh, he's in the military. He, he right. actually retired from the military right. with, 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 with stripes on his arm. I'm like, dude, we got some very successful guys, man. Yeah, it, it all, that's, I always, I stay that too, man. Like, yes, I, I need, okay. this is for the parents, and since you deal yes. with the kids. Yes, sir. The parents need to also research the, the organizations and the teams, because Dion said something a couple of days ago, a week ago, about how right. he's sick and tired of all these people trying to sell these kids these crazy drills and stuff that right. that does not relate to to the sport. And no. parents need to stop <laughs> shelling out so much cash to these guys who are, in essence, I don't like to use the word pimping, but almost pimping their kids. Yes. Because they have some crazy creative drills. It, right. It's crazy that these parents need to research and just not go with what their 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 friend who are suggesting coming to this organization. Do your research right. and find an organization that fits your kid and your family at the most. Right, because here it is. Um, I here it is. What they're paying for, man. I somebody paid the why like they could pay the why the same amount of money or more and I can teach them the same thing for $50. Like, like it's, it's crazy. It's like, I, I tell them all the time, I say, it was given to me and Van free. All this was given to us free. There wasn't anybody that came to my mama or Van's mom them that said, you know what? I want to train Kevin to be the best running back. I want to train Kevin. By the time we got to high school, all they had to do is put a ribbon on us. 
the Rams had taught us everything as far as with the skill position, how to read defenses. Like they taught us everything. So here it is, a young young man and young women. They need to do the same thing when they're talking about these skill position guys. They're giving skills specific guys, man. They're giving them thousands of dollars. Skill specific. That stuff, me and you could teach them by. I could teach them on video. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach them on the video, brother. I don't need to even be on the field with right. you. That's a waste of my time. Right. Like, I can, I can say, mama, you go out and film that boy. Let me Send it to me at night, and I'm going to tell you what he's doing wrong and, and have your husband go ahead and correct him the next day. You see, Van? No. That's how when you know we we know what we're talking about. If a guy got to be there with you every day, he's trying to make that out his full-time job. You know what? I got a full-time <laughs> right. job helping baby. I got a job, Chief. I'm good. Right, right. No, you. That, I got, I'm good. It kills me, man. It, it kills me with that because some of these parents yes. are are taking their life savings, and for no reason. And, and it, I see it, it as an investment. Sense. I see it if it's a, it, it, as an investment. I understand, you know, but it's nothing that they can't do themselves or have the will to do themselves. Right. You know. You can go out and get your own, because some of the times, man, this is what I, I learned today, and I guess I don't want to give too many secrets, but I give them, I don't care. <laughs> a lot at some point, man, and then your boy, he's he's on here too, he can chime in too. It's about repetition. They don't understand. They, you just dumb. It's about repetition. Do, going doing the ladders, ladders is just repetition. Your your feet gonna get quicker if you do it ten thousand times. So all you gotta do is just do it enough. It ain't no secret to that. It's no secret in the pudding. Like, <laughs> all you got to do, if you want to learn how to get quicker and go uh, change direction, do it a lot. That's right. it. Right. And I, I don't think, I don't want to give up it too much because these guys going to get mad at me. The gurus going to get mad at me. But you gonna you can get better. If you want to get better, get sprint-wise, get get on the hill and run up it enough. You get, you're going to get stronger. I promise. Hey, hey, Van. Yeah. This is, man, you, you, your man's his own point. My my people's always calling me because I was known for having feet. That's why yep. they call me Sugarfoot. Yep. Uh -oh. They call me Sweet uh -oh. Feet. Watch out, Sugarfoot, baby. <laughs> and when, the, the things I tell them, and that when the weather is bad, you know, these high school kids, they want to get out there in the snow. Man, I'm no. too old. Man, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. My knees hurt. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I can tell you what to do. And then he, he hit you, he hit the nail on the damn head. All I right. I could come out and assess you sometimes to give you some drills so to make sure you're doing them right. But the right. whole point, because I'm not trying to charge you no money, because like he said, there really ain't no money in it. All the all the all the uh the gratuity in it is you putting the effort into it. That's so it. my thing is, I said put them on a ladder because all you got to do if you got a brother or a sister or a mother or a father, have them time you going through the ladder that's it. the time if your time don't come down you're not getting no better get your feet off the ground because the funny thing is y'all both from y'all both from the y'all both from uh bad rouge bad rouge yes, i don't sir. know where marshall is from <laughs> but marshall's the one who taught me when he was everything he did he did one arm one leg and i was like damn yeah me you and i both have uh uh, Van, we have both established that Marshall don't look like your best running back. He's talking about Marshall Falk, Ken. Yeah, oh, I know. He I, said, oh, I know who he's talking about. <laughs> but he said, right. when, he said that when, in your, when are you going to plant off both feet and make a move? <laughs> when are you going to do something with both? So everything he did was one leg, one hand. I was like, dang. So I started trying to bring this to the high school kids because they right. don't know this. I'm talking about I'm NFL level at go, after going through Pee Wee's high school. Right. middle school, high school, college. And now I'm with, uh, uh, and he was MVP the year before he told me this. Yes. Yeah. Like you just do one leg. So I'm like, so I'm telling these kids like, Hey man. So until you get with me, if you want to show me you dedicated before I start calling off work or jumping <laughs> right. off work, come right to your house. Right. Man, get you the up. letter rope down to about three seconds. <laughs> get, get your jump rope. Be able to jump rope for 30, for at least it. 15 I minutes. It. I love it. I love man, it. That's, that's where I'm at, man. It's all about that footwork, I man. I love it. I, look, bro, this is what I do. I do people. I've done this to people, bro. Say, bro, me and you need to talk because you my boy. You just like me. <laughs> man, yeah, I actually did this to, my, to a, a number of people that I trained. They asked me to train them. I said, okay, cool. I dogged them so hard on the first day. They come back. I dogged them. I dogged. Them. I mean, I dogged them. I did some. I did some South Baton Rouge Rams van. Dogged them. 
But I was seeing it. It was a test. Yep. I was going to see if you came back the next day. Right. Guess what, man? The majority back. of them dudes didn't come back the next day because I wasn't going to be, I was going to ease off. So I hit them with the hard right, first. Right. And then I ease off right. because I say, okay, because I see, I know the lactic acid building up. Right. I know your lids getting tired. Man, half of them didn't come back the second day. So I said, don't waste your money coming back if you get it. So I dog them, then I ease off. That's the military one on one, baby. <laughs> see, it's, it's, you know, I don't want to preach to the choir, but it's, it's just, it is what it is, man. And yes. if people want these quick fixes on on how to become better, uh, I became there a better I became a better quarterback. My dad tied a, a rope on a tire, and I could swing it, and I had a fence. Swing it left and right, and, it, and it'll go on for however long you want to. Throw, wow. throw, throw. Have five balls, just timing, just timing, just timing. I did it That's all wild. day, man. It wasn't That's no, wild. I didn't need 10 people on the side. I didn't need to get 10 people to help me with, right. with that. It's all about right. what you see, how you plant, all the little stuff. It's right. just putting in work, but nobody want to put in work. That's, they don't want it. They want the instant fix. They want the instant fix. They, and I'm going to tell y'all both another one. They trying to do an instant stir. They trying to get seven on seven. So yes. seven on seven to give them more reps. Guys, you now you cheating the system. Don't nothing beat you going through the ladders, T. Right. Now you trying to get more reps doing seven on seven. Uh-uh. Right. No. <laughs> you need to get in the you need to have that tie on the tree throwing the ball. It don't matter if nobody's out there to catch it, T. You need to have the tie on the swing on the, that's it. And, and and that's look. I don't mind seven on seven. I think seven on no, seven. No, I don't know. Yeah, cool, this is not a knock on seven right, on seven. Right. No, I, I have you. them down here. But, yeah, I have my own seven on seven. But here's the deal, though: if you're not able to self motivate yourself, and there it you takes go. you getting around another some of your peers to motivate yourself, what happens when your peers are not available available to motivate you? See, that's the problem. I don't. Yes. I, I love the seven on seven. Yes. I, but come on, man, you got to self motivate. Yeah. Yes. And that's what uh, one of my mentors, his name is George Robbins. And he told me when his daughter, he knew his daughter was ready. And guess what? This, 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 this is a crazy story, man. His daughter plays right now. He taught me now. This, he taught me over in Bird Station. Okay. He trained me and everything. His daughter plays for the University of Illinois. You can go look her up now. Her name is Robin. Her last name is Robbins. He told me when his daughter, he knew his daughter was ready, when she would wake him up at five in the morning that's what's to up. go work out. That's he said, Kevin, I knew I had her when she woke me up. Wow. And it was time to work out. I say, that's what I'm, I say, but this is the dude who taught me. So he knew the formula. Right. He knew the formula. So then, and my boy, they're giving you, we all give, we three players right on this phone right now, giving you the formula. It's right. up to you if you take it. We tell you what the formula is. If you self-motivated, half of the battle is already won. Half the battle is already won. You're going to be better than, you're going to be better than half of the guys that's, that you go up against. Here it is, man. And I got a question for both of y'all, and it's crazy that I'm asking both of y'all this. When the NFL and college start, what do you guys think of the athleticism and what guys are going to do? Guys been at home chilling. Watch what I tell you. The, the, how, watch what I tell y'all. Watch how guys going to have to work. NBA dudes, they've been chilling. A lot of dudes ain't been working, man. We're going to see. Watch. Watch we're going to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So my question is, what do y'all think about the level of play that when y'all go back, it's going to be very sloppy football and – on both basketball and NFL is going to be very sloppy when they go back. Watch. Van, you listen to our Sunday morning sports talk yeah. show. Yeah. And I have said this from the beginning. The biggest concern to me is this layoff is players' health. Yep. Players' health. It ain't concussions come involved because yes, you're sir. not as fast as you used to be. So yes, you're going to get caught quicker than you used <laughs> to be caught. Right. So, yes, sir. And you can never, and I tell people this, you can never emulate, you can never, you can never uh, show the speed of a in game. If you're trying to outrun somebody or you're yeah. trying to run down a guy, put him, beat you on the fly pattern. There's no way for you to emulate that. There's no way for you to practice that. So the, the reps you're missing now, and that's why when they were talking about returning on an abbreviated schedule or a shorter schedule, I always said, that my biggest concern is players' health. Right. Because they're not going to be as – they're not going to be – I mean, we are – I know we are way out of our time frame. We are way 
and I've tried to run against a dude when I was like 35 years old. That was about right. seven, eight years ago. I tried to run against a, a high school track athlete and pull my hammy. And I'm right. talking that's 30. But even if you set out for a long right. time and at that level, you could pull your hamstring just on trying to cover a vertical route and you trying to turn on fourth or fifth gear, which right. may not be there. So right. that was so I so yeah, my that's all that's been my concern on the whole schedule or the whole change of schedule when the schedule is gonna reconvene or how long you're gonna have to prepare for the schedule reconvening. That's been my whole my whole concern the whole time was players safety, players health. I'm a, I'm gonna say this. I think it's a little bit different now than it was when we were playing Kev. With, okay. With the advantage of being able to do meetings, the advantage of some of the, the professionals. I saw Kirk Cousins has a personal trainer, and they video conference his workouts. So okay. he's looking at right. the, the trainer's watching him. He's watching the trainer, and they're having a 30, 45-minute live conversation. Wow. Um. So the professional oh, – the gap. Yeah. yeah so, the gap. So the, the professional – the gap. Right. And – and, and the equipment is cheaper, better, you know. You, back in the day, you, you didn't have a thousand dollars to buy plates and, and bars and stuff. Now right. it's a little easier. Now the college kids are the ones I worry about most because they don't have right. the money, the resources necessarily to get themselves right. And you know, right. them are the ones who are going to get the lasers out of all of them because there's no money involved. Oh, yeah. So you're going to lose your scholarship. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm concerned more about the college student uh, physically. But I said this the other day. The positive out of it, though, if they do it right, is the mental aspect of it should be better. Because they have these meeting with coaches. They shouldn't understand a playbook left and right. They miss all spring football. They should be in that book. And and, and, and their book is their laptop. So they can pull it up anytime they want to. Right. They should be very well-versed in the offense right now, or the defense. Right. Uh, but that soft tissue with those college athletes, I'm worried about. But the, the advantage they have is they should have, if everything works out right, a normal training camp. And if they have a normal training camp, they can ease them It'll into it. It'll make up right. If they right. don't, then there's going to be a lot of hamstring, growing tears, a lot, of, a lot of that soft tissue stuff going on. Right. Well, what I said was, too, you know, Van, I, I know that the guys are very intellectual. You know, so – some of the guys that are changing, especially with new offenses, you know, you got Cincinnati. They they got some new. They got a new offensive recorded. You got your boy Joe Brady, uh, that came from John Brady. That came from LSU. That went to the Cardinals. That that needs to be some type of. They're going to be some type of learning curve because you got to see those guys play. So I just think that some of them guys get that stuff. Some guys don't. I'm gonna just tell you out, out the gate. Some of them guys that I played with when I was there. Yeah, you say they get the playbook. Them, some of them dudes didn't get that playbook, man. Some of them dudes just didn't get it. <laughs> I was very, I was afforded very, I'm telling you, I was I in training camp with some of them dudes. I was like, dude, you don't get what they telling us? Like, and he was gone the next day. So I'm telling you, man, you you being nice. Kevin don't be nice with them. There going to be a lot of dudes that be on the chopping block. Them, they ain't going to learn that playbook. I'm telling you, I was giving Charles Wilson notes in our, yeah. So I was a rookie with Charles Wilson. So I would be, you know, Kevin Franklin, t- taking notes, learning, applying everything that I learned. Hey, man, cool. And for, guess what, Van? For four plays of practice. But I, but that's Kevin Franklin. Right. You know, that's Van. That's all. Yeah. That's what we, we were. Yeah. And But here's Charles. He the man. He playing half the practice, and he sleep. <laughs> so some hey. guys who getting paid and some guys who not, it just, you know. Yeah. No, you he gonna you, learn it. The other guy's not. You, you know not, what I'm saying? You're not. You're not telling me anything. I'm, hey, Kevin, you played with uh, <laughs> Van? Say, I know already. <laughs> hey, Kevin, you played with Booger? Yeah, I was yeah. there with Booger. His uh, at, at LSU when he was there when he first came. His first year, right? freshman. Yeah, and he killed it. Yeah, brother, he was killing people. Yeah, it was, was, was double team and Booger. Boy. We beat up Booger and Joe Wesley. <laughs> Joe Wesley, we oh beat my both God. of them yes, up. We man. beat them down. At night, they brought us out there, Mike. That night, they had Mike out there and everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, you want some of this? Mike, <laughs> he was tranquilized, so we pulled our finger at Mike and said, Mike, we about to go ahead and kick your team's ass. <laughs> and we went out there and we kicked their team's ass. We Good thing you weren't there, though, Kevin, because you made his homeboy, and I wouldn't want to have to put any of that on you. 
well, I appreciate you, man. I thank you, brother. Thank hey, you. I appreciate you. Hey, you said something, though, man, that that that, that got me. I'll never forget I was with the Bears. And, and this is what people yeah. have to understand. At that level, everybody is about the same. There's Everybody's yeah. good. Everybody's the best yeah. player on their team. Yeah. The best player, one of the best players in their regions, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We had your boy, A.M., out. Anthony Marshall. I don't know. Yeah, you Anthony played, Marshall. Anthony, Anthony Marshall. That's my people. Yeah. Man, AM was by far our best strong safety. And, yes. and to me, it wasn't even close. And he played free. He played free at LSU. Yeah, he played free at LSU. He played strong with, with the Bears. Balling. But yes. they like another player better. He was an old vet, and they liked him better. See that? And people need to understand, there's, it's, I don't want to call it politics, but it's favoritism yes it's, it's not all about your talent i want to tell people that when they get there it's not all about your talent there's a lot of variables in in place a lot yeah. and you yeah. have to understand that science and i didn't understand it i didn't I understand didn't it because i didn't either. i'm trying to figure <laughs> out why am not starting and the bad part about it usam i'm playing in front of am i'm like i know i'm not better than am like what are, what are y'all looking at? And I'll never forget, to my rookie year, I had a pretty good year. Going to training camp my second year, my DB coach, whom I love to this day, they moved him to linebacker coach. Okay. This joker told me at, in Phoenix, Arizona, after we play Arizona, he said, son, I'm sorry. You're going to have to do something <laughs> Superman-like to make the team. Wow. Like, what are you saying? He's like, yeah, I'm just letting you know. You're going to have to yeah. do something extraordinary for you to make the team. Yeah. So they already yeah. knew I wasn't making a team before the season started. Coach, <laughs> Coach, I only made the team because I was a camp filler. I'm a, they told me. They told me out my mouth. They say, Kevin, you just beat every dude that we put up against. You're be a camp filler. Well, and I told them, I said, well, oh, well, I ain't know. Y'all right. didn't tell me. So I, I they said, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I was like, dude. Because guess what I did, man? I kept my mouth shut. Yep. They, they used to call me No Limit. They used to call me No Limit because, you know, from the South. Yeah, yeah. They used to call me No Limit, and they used to call me Cash Money. You know, all the yeah, names yeah, of yeah, the yeah. South rappers. And they say they used to, because I only spoke when somebody spoke to me. Yeah, bro. I was I was very fly against the wall. Yep. You know, go, hey, hey, Rook. Rook, Rook or No Limit. Go on the other side and <laughs> go, go over there. I used to run. On both sides, on one on ones, I just go. You oh. better know how this goes. Yeah. I used to run one side, then go on the other side because yeah. the old deck was was upset. Right. But I kept beating them dudes every week, bro. Every <laughs> week I beat them dudes, bro. Every week. So I went from nothing to something. To something. So I could tell them rookies. I could tell them how to make the team. Right. Too. And I was in every special team meetings too. Yes. Every special team. Bro. Every special team meeting. My second, my second year, they they drafted Tony Paris. Yeah. And dude, he wasn't, as you said, wasn't in the book. They changed the whole defense. They simplified yeah. just so he could play. I'm like, so oh, he can get on the field. So basically, Man, what kind of so basically the advantage we had was knowing the defense, right? As a second, right. as a vet, your advantage is knowing the intricacies of yep. the defense. Oh, yep. well, we're we going to tone it down. We're not going to run certain stuff because. Tony just not gonna get it. Yeah, <laughs> y'all ain't serious. do that for me. <laughs> I'm serious. That's... Y'all ain't do that for me. And I'm gonna tell another guy this: it's, it's, it's scout teams. You have to play. Be willing to play on scout teams. All day. I remember day. some of my fondest moments of being Oakland was playing against Tim Brown, and uh, and, and covering Tim Brown like he wanted me to. So right. he was. I was just. I was just everybody's son. They. I was. They just. I was just. They just say, Hey, Kevin, I need you to do this this day. The receiver's going to play me like this. I mean, defense back going right. to play me like this. And, Kevin, we need you to do this. And then, and then when they found out I played running back, they put me at running back. So they said, well, you are done. This was the craziest thing. They said, you are done this week. I was like, y'all know, because they knew I, I went to school with Right, right. So they, they said, you know his you know his move. Yeah. So I said, okay. So, dude, that was the funnest time I've ever had my first year, but the second year I had to kind of play nickel, so I had to I had to get out of that. Right. But my first year, brother, when I was scout team, dude, oh, I love I loved it, brother. I love scout team, man. I love Good it. Good time, man. Hey, Kev, man, I'm, I'm not going to keep you any, more, any longer, man, but I yes, appreciate sir. you hopping on with us, brother. And, uh, yes, sir. Much love, man. You 
Hey, man, it's always a pleasure, man. It was a pleasure meeting both of y'all, brother. Y'all doing great things. And, dude, hey, man, keep up spreading this positive information, what we got going on. We got this stuff going on with Greg Floyd and a lot of these people. And just remember to spread positive information and real information. Guys, it's about police brutality. It's not about nothing else but that. And let us stay focused on what it is and let's move forward from there. Hey, man, thank y'all, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Kev. Since you said that, I, I, we talked about it earlier and it kind of <laughs> took me off. Okay, okay. Since we in the since we in the rudge, since we in the boot. <laughs> right, yes, sir. What's your feelings on this whole Drew Brees thing? He he just doesn't know. I've I've I had to I've had several conversations about this in the last in the last what two, three hours. And Drew Brees is speaking from a place where he doesn't live where African Americans live. He goes to his home, he goes to his suburbs, which is on the outskirts of New Orleans. His band yep. knows this. Yep. And he goes there, his kids play with little kids that yep. look like him. Yep. And he's not concerned about the very the in-depth plight of and that that's not no offense against Drew Brees. That's no offense to that brother. And I'm saying, hey, white, you could that's no offense to that brother. But he he needs to educate himself on African American issues. And that's only his fault is. It's not a fault of caring. He understands. So this, he has to understand that right now we're talking about the African American brutality issue. We'll talk about the flag around July, Independence Day. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, brother. You're getting it confused, and you're going to make a lot of players on your team upset, and y'all not going to make a run because that's going to divide a locker room. I don't care what he says. I don't care what, what the people say. I don't care what his apologist says. I'm still upset with Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper right. calling boys. Yeah, y'all right. uh -huh, y'all laughing. He calling yeah. boy a nigga. Right. Y'all can can y'all say it? Can I say it? On yeah, man, man. They, 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 they ain't no FC. He called them boys a nigga at that at that country yes. music thing. Yes. And y'all saw where Philadelphia didn't go nowhere until they got rid of him. And he kept a job. So and they made a run for the Super Bowl after they got rid of him. He wasn't on that team, right. but they and that team did not do very well during that after after he said that. So you have to remember what the context is on what it is and him being sympathetic and empathetic of African-American issues because he throws to one every week. <clears throat> you throw to several of them every week every you've been week. doing all your career and you don't know the plight of them because you, you slam your doors and it's, um, it's selective. Get it? It's selective ignorance. You hear that, Van? And you're very, it's selective I, I, ignorance. I, I, he know I, they're going through something, but he go back to his home and he kind of don't care about it. Is it see, see, this is what if, if, I don't know, Drew. And no. be before yesterday, I held him up in high regards to everything he's done for the city, for New Orleans, yes. everything he's done yes. for the for the state. He's given yes. um, he's given his money, not somebody yes. else. He's given, not raised money. He gave yes. his personal money to causes in the city, which is and always the state. yeah, right. But yeah, not say it. Say it. <laughs> is it say it? Is it real? Because no. I'm conflicted with no. This Colin Kaepernick has been. This has been three years in the making. Yes, right. Or yes. four, almost four. Yes. So you telling me you really understand what Colin was protesting when it no. happened? Or now? Maybe you didn't know when it happened because it was hijacked by other people. But dude, it's twenty twenty. Yeah. You you know what he was protesting for, and you're gonna say that after knowing. Yeah. And then the, the the thing he's he's kneel for is what happened, <laughs> and you gotta bring yeah. up not kneeling. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it makes me pause. Thunder always come before the rain. He was finna, he was telling us something that was coming. Right. He was only a small prerequisite of what was coming. Colin told us what was coming, and God sends messages. He's always sends a messenger before stuff happens. And God told us, he told us through a football player that what was coming for America, and we still didn't listen. Nope. Now we're in the midst of it, <laughs> and now we're looking for, like, man, man, he made that dude was maybe right. Yeah, hold you think. Hold on, hold on. All now, he did is give his money. He did, that right. he, All he gave is his money to causes. Right. He himself. He didn't right. give himself to causes. And that's what's wrong with Drew Brees. Now, now, not only did he give us the warning and then it reached fruition, 
He also did it during a pandemic, so it's like makes it even worse. It's like, in the house. <laughs> it's like a double whammy. Like, 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 God hit us with a with a two piece. Hit him with a left, yes. right instead of just a right. Bow, bow, right, 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 and put us to sleep. Dude, put us to sleep. Now, can we? Can we? We're only going to make it. Now, here it is. I'm solution based, and you and a way both of y'all can attest to this. And y'all give me y'all solutions too. The solution is. What are white America gonna do to help us? We've tried to do it ourselves. We tried to do it kneeling. We tried to deceive the dogs on us. We tried to do everything like that. Now, what is white America gonna do? Can you stop him from knocking Kevin Franklin over his head? Yeah. Can you, what you gonna do when I'm down? If, and I told all my buddies this, my white friends this here. If they knock Kevin Franklin over the head, y'all better be, I'm, <laughs> I ain't talking about black people. Yeah. I ain't talking about no niggas. Y'all white people better be at City Hall. Right. I'm trying to tell you. Right. Don't be don't be kumbayaing and over my grave and paying for my funeral. Uh-uh. <laughs> you better be at City Hall tomorrow making right. change for Kevin Franklin. I don't want to hear that, man. And I'm done, and that's and I'm done with it, man. It just it needs to be systematic change. Now is Kevin Franklin gonna go out there on the picking line. I'm 46 years old and I've seen a whole lot of my life. I ain't going out there. I ain't going out there. I got seven grandkids. I ain't going out. But here what I am gonna do, I'm going to the town hall meetings, I'm right. going to everything else because right. I wanna see the on books. Real I don't wanna see no marching. I don't right. uh uh. What you gonna do when it, I wanna see the board? I wanna see the the, the review boards of when a guy get review for what he's done in the community. I won't be on that. Right. You get it? I don't want to be on no march. Nah, that ain't, nah, that's past, Kevin. You got me at 20 years old, right. maybe I got something with you. Right. I ain't I about to do no marching, T. Yeah. I, got, I got grandkids, man. Right. I, I ain't I, about to do all that, man. I don't know I have the answer, Kev, but, but I do have another question. <laughs> okay. But A.Y., he might have, uh, he might yeah. have a solution. You right. got an answer, A.Y.? Because I ain't got one. No. No, no, I'm, I'm with him. And I tell all my friends, I don't want y'all running to me with the solutions and why. Hey, just understand, this is why they did this. No, all I want to do is ask me, what can I do to help? Right. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm with Kev. Like, I don't know Kev living in my, up here rent-free. But my whole point is, all the stuff that's been going on to me, and I suppress a lot of it because... I know I will bloop out, and I'm the most sensible one of my of my clan. So if I go right. off, everybody going off. Yeah. So what I want them to do is, if you see they got me in a situation, and you know I'm the most powerful person in my clan, then y'all need to make a powerful action. Whether yes. it's them hands, yes, yes, or whether it's going to the person in power to make a decision. And that, that's what Kevin's saying. Like, don't yes. just, oh well, yeah, we sorry. No. Right then, you jump in. You going to jail with me, or you take? Are you going? You going to heaven with me, or you yes. going to the authorities right then and making yes. sure there's enough rockets that that it ain't gonna happen again? Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, yes. I feel I, like I mean, we had this talk. Uh, I can't remember, but empathy is, is huge for me. Just listen, man. Just shut up and just listen. Yes, but, but that's my, all white could do right yeah, now. That's, that's all listen. white America could do is just listen to us yeah. and and hear us out and try to and make change and try to make what what we gonna do going forward. That's all they could do. They can't really do much. So so know. so my question to both of y'all then the last question for the night because we bumping up against against the time is yes sir. People can change, right? How yes. much time do we give somebody to change, right? Because because let's let's say Drew was being honest and his rebuttal today was written like written like a pro it was like a pr just <laughs> pure brilliance right 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 it was but, written it was written but it if was he's, a risk management right. they have a risk management team and a, yeah and, they, and, they that, have one. And, and that bothered me a little bit because he vocalized it live what he said but then he writes but his rebuttal without going but but, but right. that's another day well, right. so how much time do you give someone to change? Because we can all, I'm not saying we, we go 180, but we might be able to go 10, 25, 30, whatever. So how much time do we give somebody to change? Do we allow them? What you, what you trying to change? <laughs> right, See? Right, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so if, <laughs> so if, if Drew, Drew Brees has his viewpoint of this flag, and that's true, yeah. period. He yeah. can't take yeah. that back. That's that yes. was from the heart as and I talked about earlier. He said that yes. with his chest. That yes. that wasn't phony. So he right. says now he understands okay. what he did was wrong. 
Yes, How sir. much time do you give him to show that he truly understands? If you have to give somebody some time, I'm going to tell you what, what I learned <laughs> from my, my studies. And I learned from the Minister Farrakhan and, 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 and the nation that bends along from this one. We've been asking the white man and, and white America for change for years. Van and a white, they're not going to change. A leopard can't change his spots. They can't change what they are. All we have to do is change ourselves. So it depends on what you want them to change. If you want him to change his opinion on African-Americans, <laughs> he ain't. He lives in the suburbs. He, he is not, when he gets through playing, he is not going to be too concerned of the African-American issues. And that's what's going to, that's what, that, and here it is. But here it is. This is what, what black people do. We tend, if, if somebody mess with Drew, we're going to go run to his help. Y'all see what we're going to do? If a white man get murdered or a white woman get murdered, we're going to help them. We have to understand that that doesn't make any difference. They ain't going to change, man. They not. And it's not going to change in our time. I said this on one of my podcasts soon. Van, the change that you're talking about looking for, it ain't going to happen in our lifetime. It has to be bred out. For them to have empathy as me as a man and love me as a man and treat me as a man has to be bred out by their kids' kids. I won't see the change that comes. I won't see it. Because my mother didn't see it. Van, ask your mama did she see change. Ask your grandmother did she see change in her lifetime. So, Ask Farrakhan, did he see change in his lifetime? He ain't seen it. So what you makes you think you're going to see it in yours? Well, so so now, with that said, what made you going to think our kids going to see it? Because I for damn sure thought... Because we're going to spark. See, that's the thing. We're going to spark the change that changed the world. That's the difference. That's the difference. Hey. They're kids' kids. That's mm. what... When they bring the little black boy home, and he, they love him, and he... Baby, I love him. Yeah. Yeah. And genetics, so now I can get to go even further. Genetics is going to stop them. They are a dying, they, it can't exist that long, man. They, they are the minority. They not the majority. So Mother Nature and God is going to do it to them. It's going to happen either genetically or spiritually. It's going to happen, man. But me and you might not be here to see yeah. it. Now you getting it, man? No, I, I, I Wait. They are the minority, not the majority. So they're going to get bred out. It's <laughs> just the way nature works. Yeah. It's not that many of them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Yeah. All I, right. I, I know we got to go, but yeah. quick, real quick, like, and it was the thing he said, like I said, I don't understand how me and him can get on the same page, man. If you turn the page for me, <laughs> the same page. But, but no, but you, are, you, you know I how many, God, as long it. as I've been here, you know how many mixed kids, the population, by the time me and you get 80 <laughs> or about to die, Man, the population is going to be, I guarantee 50% of the population is going to be mixed kids. Yes. 50% of the population will be mixed, which means it'll be 1% or it'll be a percentage <laughs> of black. So right. It, right. I'm talking about, man, the population election is since I went to school to now. Right. Everybody, it's, it's so many mixed kids, Ryan. Yeah. It's so right. many. <laughs> I ain't even going to start throwing out names. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Don't say it. You no, go no, to a yeah, baseball yeah. game and they yell out his name, all the kids look. Right. Well, stop letting, that's what I say to both of y'all before you go, is that we have to stop letting, letting white America go to their homes and be ignorant about our issues. They go to their homes and their suburbs, and I'm telling y'all, if you ask them who, what, what, what this African-American dude is, they be like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who George Lloyd is. I don't even know. That's the problem, man. That's the problem. We need to educate our white brothers and sisters on black, or, and stop them from being ignorant. They need to stop that selective ignorance. Remember, remember that word I just told y'all. Selective ignorance. They know we going through something, right. but they ain't saying nothing. And we're not gonna be free or, 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 or any kind of notion of freeness until they tell their white brothers to stop doing this to us, man. I'm telling you. No, you no, you you are you preaching, bro. Hey man, as yeah. always. Thank I you, appreciate brother. you staying on these extra 10 minutes for that last question. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, brother. I, you got me with that one. I had to take a van face. Hey, brother. Van the man. Brother. Van the man. Most intelligent brother I know. Very humble. Hey, man. Van, I've always loved him. Him and his family. He's got a great mother and father, man. 
thank you, man, for letting me be on, man. I love you and your family. Hey, hey, brother, I like this brother. Hey, hey, bro, tell A White to call me anytime. Don't, don't, don't. Hey, don't say that, man. Don't say that. <laughs> hey, quit hating, man. Quit hating. Right. This love, is R B reunion right here, man. R B reunion. That's it. And we both got the curly hair. Right, right. All right, fella. Much love, love bro. Man. All, right, All right, man. God bless, fella. Same Thank you, you, brother. All right, Ant, bro. I, I, I appreciate you letting us um, take take over your broadcast. You ran the what you call it already? What's that? You ran the outro? No, no. I'm about to run it now. Oh. All right, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, my man. All right, man.